Hello, and welcome to the Testimony Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Loper. Today, I have a special guest and a special friend. Her name is Jolene Burtz. She's going to be sharing about a time in her life when Jesus revealed himself to her and completely transformed her life. He gave her a purpose and a mission that she is living out to this day. So, hey, Jolene, how's it going, girl? Hey, Brandi. <laughs> your house is beautiful, and I'm loving this view. It is gorgeous. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you're here today to share this. You have a powerful testimony and I know that the listeners are really going to love it. So why don't you start and share a little bit about yourself and then, you know, your relationship with Jesus? Sure. I am Jolene Burtz and I grew up in San Diego, California in an amazing Christian family. I, I live here. I have a husband and we've been married for 15 years. I have two kids and I love gardening. I'm a homeschool mom. And I just love living life on purpose and living for Jesus. It wasn't always that way. So I'll yeah. share I'll share that too. Okay. Well go ahead. So okay. so why don't you just tell us? I know that you you lived your life knowing Jesus. You grew up knowing him. You went to the same church for how many years? Thirty six years. For thirty six years. Yes. So you've always had a relationship with him. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, my mom was a missionary in Africa. And so I, I have, I am so blessed to have a rich heritage of family loving Jesus and living for Jesus. So I grew up from a very early age knowing who God was. And when I was seven, I gave my life to Jesus. My sister led me to Jesus in our red pickup truck in the back on the way to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> from the very, from a very early age, I wanted to live and honor God and, and love Jesus. But sometimes when you're raised in a Christian home, your faith is is more just it's it's all you ever knew, and so it's your it's more of your family's faith. And so I, God brought me through, and I'll share a little bit about the story. He brought me through a journey of really making my faith my own, and He had to bring me to a place of a desperation and brokenness to to get me to understand where He wanted to bring me. So probably around let's see, it was about junior high time frame. Junior high is so hard for everybody. So I was bullied in junior high. That just really changed me in so many ways. And I I was hurt and, and broken because of the bullying. I even had to switch schools because it got so bad. And come to find out now, um, some people have, have sent me these sweet letters just apologizing for that and just saying, hey, you know, it's because you had such a wonderful family and we were, we were really jealous that you had a, such a, a beautiful family and parents that loved you and stuff. And we live in such a broken world that bullying is an issue. And it's a lot, it's a, it's because of brokenness really. So anyway, it caused brokenness in my, in my life. And I began to go into this place of really wanting acceptance from people. I just wanted to belong and the bullying kind of caused me to just Feel like nobody liked me and that I needed to change who I was to be accepted by other people, whatever group that was, whether it was church people or people at school or the popular crowd or uh, whatever. And so I made some really stupid decisions and got into partying and dating, <laughs> dating people that weren't, weren't who God would want me to be with and just found myself so empty, seeking and longing for approval of people, uh, and I, I was in a place of loneliness and isolation and realizing I didn't really have any good friends that actually cared about me. And I was just running after approval of people. And I knew God loved me and I knew um, I had a wonderful family, but that longing because of that wound from the bullying, 
the longing was there and it was what the enemy used to just draw me away from Jesus and seek after, just go on this path that was not what God had for me. And probably about junior year of high school, I got to the place where I thought, you know, this is just not working. I am not happy. I'm not fulfilled. I don't feel like I have a purpose. I don't even know who I am. I'm a different person for whoever I'm trying to uh, get approval from at the, at the moment. And so I just kind of did a new surrender to Jesus and said, God, I want to live for you. And I, I want to be all that you want me to be. And, and so I began to kind of change my behavior and change who I was hanging out with and change uh, just the things that I would get involved in and decided that I would go, go I want to go to a Christian college to Biola University and um, it'll be a great environment just to um, be around Christians and live out kind of the, the purpose that I, I feel like God wants me to, my life to be about. So this happened junior year of high school. Yes. You just decided that the people that you were hanging out with weren't really filling you up. You were still lost and lonely and you were just going to chase after God. Yeah. I wanted to give my life to Jesus at that point. So it was kind of like a rededication to Christ. Okay. And it was great. It was, it was a great change, but I still was at a place where I was working. I was trying to do the right thing, which is great. But it was not coming from internal. It was it was it was a, an external behavior modification, just trying to live a good life, and 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 then I was going to a place where now I was trying to get God's approval <laughs> when I already had it in Christ, right through through grace. But it was, then I began a, a journey of kind of kind of works works. God was doing a work in my heart, but I, I still was strive. There was a lot of striving and a lot of guilt, like oh, I'm not good enough, and oh, I still you know, I would fail and go back into the party scene or whatever and, and just beat myself up. And so, yeah, that, that was, God so it was, was like a lot of back and forth. So like on one hand, you were doing the partying, hanging out with yes. the friends. And then on the other hand, you were like, okay, I messed up. I got to work for God. I got to get back. I got to go to church. I got to pray harder, you know, whatever. Yes. What, what did that look like? Yeah. Like that switch? Yeah, was it was that like it? an internal battle where yeah. it's like, I wanted to do the right thing. And you know how Paul, Paul talks about, you know, wanting to do the right thing, but not doing the right thing and that internal struggle. And I felt like I, that was what I was going through. And it was good. It was a process the Lord was bringing me to, to show me that I can't do it on my own. I need him. And so I just began this internal prayer of Lord, I, I, I something's missing and I need more of you. I need more of you. And then my beloved pastor began a series at church, a sermon series on the glory of God. And our church was about an hour and a half away from Biola University where I was going to. So I would come home every weekend to go to church because I was really excited about these messages. And he was talking a lot about John Piper and his, his books. And I was super excited to hear about this, but it, it, it was the kind of thing where I, I was listening and I knew in scripture, God talked all about his glory and how he wants to be made known and that everything he does for his, is for his name's sake. And I saw it all throughout scripture, just like my pastor was, was sharing in his sermons. And, but there was also a lack of heart revelation about that to where it was like a head level understanding of, okay, God's, God loves himself. He does everything for him, his, his namesake and he loves me, but 
it's all about his glory. And, but I wanted to understand, I wanted to understand it at a deeper level. And so that it just began to be my prayer for a couple months of Lord, I just want to see more of you. I want to know you. I want to, I want to be compelled by living for your glory in a way that I can see my pastors passionate about. So one weekend I was home sleeping in my, my room at my parents' house and it was around two o'clock in the morning and the Lord woke me up from my sleep and I just, I, my eyes opened and I felt this overwhelming sense of God's presence with me. And I knew at that moment I needed to get out of bed, pray and read the word. And I put my feet over the edge of my bed, stand up to get out. And I just fall on the floor, on my face. I'd never experienced anything like this before. Fall on my face. And I was just overwhelmed by God's presence. And I began to weep. And he brought me to this place of revealing himself to my heart. And all the truths that I had learned as a child, that God loves me, that he's holy, that he's good, that he is merciful, that he judges sin, all all these things about God's character that were stored in my heart from being raised in a, a wonderful Christian home, it was as if he was taking those truths and revealing them to my heart in such a way that I was seeing him, like with the eyes of my heart, I was gazing at him and his presence was filling my inner being and transforming me from the inside out. He wasn't saying anything specific. I couldn't, it was just this, it was as if I was in the throne room. And I think of that, that verse in, in Revelation where it talks about the angels around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It was as if I was there with them, joining them, gazing at God on the throne. And I was just weeping and weeping and weeping. And there was a sense of almost being like terrified, like terrified, but with peace that God's holiness was being revealed to me and transforming me. That, that's the best way I could explain it. And that I don't know how, how long that lasted, maybe 30 minutes or so. And as I'm weeping, I just, in my soul, I just had this overwhelming urge to praise him and worship him. And like words, English words could not do it justice. So I, I was just worshiping him in a way that I'd never worshiped him before and on my face weeping and enjoying the moment. And just knowing that I'm never going to be the same. This is going to change me. There is no way I could be different from this point on. And as the Lord's presence kind of lifted in, in a sense, I remembered, oh, I needed to get the word and I want to read scripture. And so wiping the tears from my eyes and I, I slowly get up to try to get my Bible. And I, it, his presence is so weighty. I literally had to crawl on my floor to go grab my Bible. So I crawling over, grab my Bible. I open up the word and I end up opening up to first Peter. And I read chapters one and some of two. 
And it said, First Peter 1, in verse 13 and 16, it said, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And then in chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, I continued reading and it said, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and all hypocrisy and envy and slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. And I knew, I said, Lord, you're showing me your holiness. You're going to transform me. I'm seeing you. And There were two responses in my spirit after seeing God in this way. And the first one was, woe is me. I am a sinner. God is so holy and I am a sinner. And I just began repenting of my sin and and seeing the ugliness of the sin for what it is. And, And I saw sin in such a different way. It was like, it was a new view of sin. It was, you know what sin is? It is a dishonoring of God. It is rejecting God's glory. It is turning my affection to something other than the most incredible one, Jesus. And so my sin, my view of sin changed. That's the first thing. And, and the second thing that it did in my heart was, I have got to share him with everyone I have got to tell people about how awesome he is, that he's the savior, that he's our shepherd, that he's our comforter, he's our counselor, he's our healer, he's our guide, he is the holy one, he is the creator. I just began to want to share him with others. So I went to bed that night with those two things on my mind. I am a sinner and yet I am redeemed. I am a new creation. And Man, that verse in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20, where it talks about how you are a new creation. I felt like I was a new creation at that moment. I knew that I, I had a relationship with Jesus before, but I, my heart was transformed in such a way that, man, I felt like I was being renewed. And then the second part of that verse, chapter 5, 17 through 20, they always talk about the new creation. But after that, it says, that I am an ambassador of Christ and that he's given me a ministry of reconciliation. And that is exactly what it did in my heart. It showed me my sin for what it is, that it is putting my affection in something other than the one that is worthy of all my worship and adoration, God, Jesus. And yet I am his ambassador that he has given me a calling on my life, not just me, but every single believer. This is our identity was, is we are ambassadors. And so I went to bed that night saying, whoa, Lord, I don't know why you just, you chose to reveal yourself to me in such a way, but I know I'm never going to be the same. And I woke up that next morning. I remember going, running into my kitchen and telling my mom, Mom, something crazy happened last night. I don't even know how to explain it. But God showed up in my room and I was crying and he showed himself to me. And it's like, it's like I see all that I knew about him is like my heart knew it. 
in such a new way. And she was excited and everything, but the real testimony was what it did in my life that my, I had a cussing problem before (laughs) my, my language changed my desire, the desire for partying and all that, that just went away. I no longer wanted to date men that didn't love Jesus. The things that I thought about and spent time doing and thinking and reading and all just changed. All I wanted to do was be in the word and read scripture. My, the passion in my worship in the time of singing worship at church was so filled with passion like never before. I was on my face bawling, crying pretty much every Sunday. I was a mess in the back of the church every time that worship would, it just probably lasted like six months of just this overwhelming sense of God's presence in my life. So everything changed and this didn't last forever and ever like this spiritual high, but it was something that God done in my heart to say, look, if you just behold my glory, you will be transformed. No longer will you have to strive in works. You will want to do what honors me and to live for me. And so I went from a works striving based religion really is what I was in to a transformed life of being set free to live for Jesus through grace and through faith and by through beholding him. It's like the more I looked at him and saw him in his word and communed with him in prayer, the more I just wanted to share him with others, repent of my sin, because sin is getting me in the way of seeing more of him. And all I wanted to do was see more and more of Jesus. So that is my, I call it my glory of God experience. And, and really, I think experience is an important thing. I think the word is the word, the foundation of the word that was laid in my, in my life through my family came alive. God used that foundation and gave me an experience that was based on scripture and based on who I knew he was in the word. And it was like, he opened my, the eyes of my heart in a new way. So I just loved, I, I call it my, the glory of God experience that I, that I had. And now after that, actually, I thought I wanted to be a missionary. <laughs> I thought my pastor asked me, do you want to go to Bangladesh? We're going to Bangladesh in a month. And I said, yes. And then I just started going on these missions trips to India and Ethiopia and all over the place. And I thought, gosh, I'm going to be a missionary. Well, it turns out I'm not a missionary in that sense where it's overseas, but God has given me a calling and our family. Now, So I got married, we had kids and our calling is to love the Lord with all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So that's the great commandment. And and also the great commission is to, Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And I am with you even to the end of the age. And so I feel like, Lord, man, I am a missionary. You've called me to my neighborhood. You've called me to wherever you've placed me in life to just share your goodness with other people. And so you really live it out too. You really live it out. If, if you ever want to know what it looks like to love your neighbor as yourself, Jolene can share that with you exactly what it looks like. And that's, that's part of your mission. You, you actually train people to go out and 
love their neighbor as themselves, correct? Yes. Tell, tell, tell us a little bit about what you do there because I know you do some training at your house. So what yeah. is that? Yeah. So over the past, what, it's been about two years, the Lord, he's so good. God's connected me with some amazing networks of people from, from missions organizations and organizations that do training and coaching on the great commandment, great commission. So no place left is, is a network of, of lots of different believers in Christ that, that want to know how to live out the great commission and great commandment and contagious disciple making is another one. And I've just, you know, I had the desire to share, share Jesus with others, but sometimes it's helpful to like know exactly what that looks like and how and everything. And uh, I like to call that tools for the toolbox. Tools for the toolbox. Exactly. Yeah. So God's just been leading me to some amazing people that have really been doing this for far longer than we have. And, and, you know, have trained us on in how to to help engage with people that that don't know Jesus and how to share Christ with them in a way that that is relatable, that draws them to Scripture, that allows them to discover God on their own and see who He is for themselves. And a lot of times, we we think we have to be seminary trained expert to be on mission, and that's just not true. That. Every one of us believers in Christ are called to be ambassadors for Jesus. And so, and he's given all of us a testimony, whether it's, we think it's big or small or whatever, he's given us a testimony. That's why I love this podcast. And so, yeah, so these tools in the toolbox just help you know how to share your testimony, how to share the gospel, how to draw people to the word, to, to discover God, how to gather people together and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been so much fun. It's like, I feel like I've been missing out on Christian living for so long because it's such a joy to give away what Christ has given us, which is the truth. And I love that's why I love that verse in Second Corinthians where it says we are min- He's given us the ministry of reconciliation, where we are begging for people to be reconciled to God, so they don't have to live in bondage and brokenness and loneliness anymore that Amen. they can have a savior that can redeem them from the pit that can redeem them from the bondage and the slavery that they're in whether it's from fear or wounds from the past or unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever god wants to set us free from that for his glory because he, only he can transform no self-help book jesus transforms Absolutely. He absolutely does. And if you can't hear it in her voice, I just want you to know I'm looking at her right now and she is just, her smile is ear to ear and this light in her eyes is so bright. The love that she has for the Lord, the transformation that truly took place in Jolene's heart, you will see it. You will feel it from the moment that you talk to her, sit down with her, run into her at a grocery store. Her heart, her passion for Jesus is because she experienced him. She has a relationship with him. This is not just something. you. This type of transformation can only come from him. And experiencing him, it's just, you want to just drink from this fountain all of the time. It's just, it's never ending. So, so Jolene, I want to thank you so much for sharing your heart. Yes, thanks for having me. Sharing your relationship. You're amazing. And thank you that you are just living out the mission that he has given you. So today I would just like to ask if you could just say a prayer for us as we close. Okay. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for first for who you are, that you are a good God, 
that you are our savior, our redeemer, that you are the creator of the universe. We worship you. You are holy. Lord, I pray for all the listeners. Uh, First, for the listeners that do know you and have a relationship with you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would increase their hunger for your word because your word is alive and your word is truth and your word is our foundation, that you would increase their desire and hunger to know you from your word. And Lord, I also pray that as they're in your word, that your spirit would speak through your word and transform their hearts. Lord, I pray that people would be desperate to experience your Holy Spirit as they read the word, that it wouldn't just be a book of history, that it would be the transforming power of God. And Lord, I I pray also um, for these people that, that do know you, that you would also remind them of their identity, that they are a new creation and they are your ambassador. Lord, we can't keep you to ourselves. We've got to share you with other people so that they too can be transformed and know that in you is the fullness of joy. And so I pray this over all those listeners. And I also ask, Lord, for those that are listening that don't know you, that maybe are not following you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Lord, I pray for those people that they would come to a place where they say, I want you, Jesus. I know I'm a sinner and I need um, a savior. And I want to experience the power of God in my life. And Lord, I pray that my testimony would be an encouragement to them. And Lord, that your Holy Spirit right now would draw them to you and bring them to their knees and want um, to give their lives to you. Lord, I thank you that you're faithful, that you are the ones that draw, you're the one that draws us, that you're the one that brings us to you, that there's really nothing we can do but say, I need you. And all the work is, is yours. You've done it. Thank you that you transform our hearts, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're a God of testimony. You revive our hearts. You give us testimony and that you are worthy of all worship. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For more information or to connect with today's guest, you can email us at info at Go to our website at www.thetestimonyrevival.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Testimony Revival. We'll be back next week with a new guest and another amazing story of how Jesus transforms lives.